And today the Supreme Court uh, gave states new latitude to impose restrictions on voting using a ruling in a case from Arizona to signal that challenges to laws being passed by the Republican legislatures that make it harder for minority groups to vote would face a hostile reception from a majority of the justices. This was a six to three vote, folks, with the court's three liberal members in dissent. The decision was among the most consequential in decades on voting rights, and it was the first time the court had considered how a crucial part of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 applies to restrictions that have a particular impact on people of color. Greg Palast has again been on this for some time, and Greg, the crime scene today moved to the Supreme Court. Yes, well, uh, we didn't have long to celebrate from my report yesterday, which no. is to applaud the Justice Department for its uh, use of uh, revival of Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. Now, if you remember, back in 13, 2013, the U.S. Supreme Court gutted the main uh, enforcement provision of the Voting Rights Act called Section 5 preclearance. And so the Justice Department and, and others have been re- falling back on what's left of that, of the bleeding body of the Voting Rights Act, Section 2, which says you can't discriminate against voters, come up with laws which block voters of color from voting. Uh, why, by the way, Dennis, America even needs a law like that? It should be in our the DNA of, of America, but we have it for good reason, for, for states like Arizona and Georgia and others. And today's Supreme Court case gutted now Section 2. I mean, pretty soon we're going to be just, you know, looking for dots in the margins to for uh, protection. So Section 2 was slammed today when, when two of Arizona's new odious laws, one that said that you can't have your church, you know, churches in, uh, tend to pick up uh, votes of, of their elderly and disabled uh, members and take them to the voter registrar's office. They said you can't do that, even though that's going to affect black and Latino voters twice as often by, they've measured this, twice as often as white voters. And they have other restrictions as well that they put into the law. And the Supreme Court said, we don't care. Other states are doing this too bad. Um, you know, we don't care that the effect, uh, that the effect is racial. Uh, and therefore, it's, it's basically going to put an end to almost all actions. Now, the, I will hand it to the Department of Justice, the, the new brilliant uh, head of the Civil Rights Division, um, um, Kirsten Clark, who, at, who actually sent a desperate note to the Supreme Court saying, and people have to understand why she did this, she said, Arizona didn't violate the law. Now, why would she say that? She's saying that so that please don't take this case, because she feared the kind of white citizens council known as, otherwise known as the conservative six of the Supreme Court. Just please don't even rule on this case because she feared this. She also did write the complaint against Georgia, which we discussed yesterday, which was just filed, to try to see if, you know, to, to see if she could avoid any disastrous decision that she feared might come down today, uh, by emphasizing the absolutely bald faced racist intent of the new Georgia laws and many other laws. 
So basically the door has been pretty much closed on bringing cases that harm black people unless you can prove that they are... um, that they were deliberate, that you could find documentation that they were deliberately intended to harm voters of color. This is a grim, grim day for voting rights in America. It is horrendous. Obviously, the worst decision since 2013, taking out Section 5, at least Section 2, not much left. It's amazing. Okay, so what, in real terms, what does that mean to the ability? of the Justice Department to be able to defend the right to vote? Does this almost nullify it? Uh, does this make the the legislation uh, that has been mentioned uh, in Congress much more crucial to the situation? Where are we, Greg? Well, two things. Uh, one of my biggest fear is that a lot of the private suits, remember, under the Vo- Voting Rights Act, we have the right to sue ourselves as citizens who've been shafted. In other words, if if uh, African Americans are denied the right to vote, a lot of progressive Democrats are harmed that are not black are harmed as well. In other words, it harms democracy, not just black people. So you lose your right to sue in most cases. A lot of uh, any outstanding Justice Department cases are going to have a, now a, an uphill battle. And yes, it becomes more vitally important, not only, by the way, to pass the, you know, the big 800-page bill um, that the H.R. 1 that's on the table, that's pretty much dead on arrival, but one thing that Joe Manchin said he would consider busting the filibuster for is the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. That would restore Section 5, and I think it would effectively might restore parts of Section 2 as well. I know it sounds saying 5 and 2. The important thing is that the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill passes. And remember, Manchin has said he would consider uh, uh, taking steps to allow the passage of that very small bill, but it would really be a gigantic, a gigantic advance. And if not, you know, it's going to be, the the courts are going to be closed off for most of the actions we have to take, unless we can bring cases under state law and state constitutions. And, uh, you know, that's the new place we're going to have to work. And also, flipping states, they can't steal all the votes all the time, as we did see in Georgia in November and January, which is why they are so panicked. But um, it's murder. So, yes, the John Lewis bill becomes much more important than than ever. And, um, you know, checking your own vote, protecting your own vote becomes more important than ever because there ain't going to be a lawyer out there who's going to do much for you. Yeah, and John Lewis puts it does put uh, some teeth in the law that these really fine uh, uh, civil rights lawyers in the Justice Department can grab onto uh, and use. It's so incredibly important. It is hard to believe, Greg, that we are at a place uh, at this crossroads where uh, the vote is in such jeopardy. Now, let's not forget that this decision by the Supreme Court today, uh, the White Citizens Council, we'll call it, uh, of, uh, the courts now, this, this, this decision, uh, by the court also might have a lot to do with not only all those hundreds of similar, uh, legislation being brought by various right-wing state uh, legislatures all over the country. This um, this will 
uh, in, perhaps empower that, Greg, and it will... Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, it's it's very dangerous because one of the things it says, it's kind of a bootstrapping situation. What it means is that they're saying, well, if other states are already doing this, what's the harm? That's number one. Uh, the harm is is that none of the states should be doing things like stopping churches from helping disabled people drop off their ballots. Um, you know, it's not a crime. It was also noted by the court. The court literally conceded that there was not one single case of voter fraud in Arizona because of churches helping people and because of the other provisions of uh, that the Arizona law was stopping uh, voting rights. Uh, not one case of fraud, but they said the fear of fraud is good enough for a fear of fraud that doesn't exist is good enough to actually stop people from voting. Well, what about our fear of not having votes counted, of having votes rejected for no reason? So, you know, white fear is suddenly a courtroom fact on which they can rule. White fear. I mean, it's, you know, so, yes, well, yeah, they're afraid that black people will vote. I mean, that's suddenly a, a defense of indefensible laws. I, you know, there are still things, so if other states are doing it, that's a big problem, because they just say, well, other states are doing it, well, why is that okay? Um, that's a big problem. So, and also, there's another dangerous signal here, uh, John Roberts joined with the other five right-wingers, and here he's been lauded by the New York Times and others as, well, he's, been, he's not really a right-wing nutcase. Um, he just votes that way. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it's like, it's, uh, you know, and, and I'm laughing about it, but it's really terrifying. I will say that it also makes very important uh, some of the reports, that some of the things we've uncovered, because, um, for example, when uh, I reported about this massive attack on the voter rolls, 364,000 people challenged by private parties, by basically Republican officials personally challenging the votes of hundreds of thousands of black people, um, because that's unique and new and, has, and other states haven't done it, if it can be stopped in Georgia, that would not be protected by this new ruling. Now, of course, the way the courts rule going i don't know what is protected what what's uh, voting rights action will be protected but if we can stomp out the newest most original jim crow tactics that's that still seems to be a place where we can take action so that there's little glimmers of hope but but you know let's face it at this point you know we've always counted on the lawyers and the aclu and fair fight right. georgia and, and others and the NAA and the lawyers i've i've worked with to protect us we think that the law protects us no the law will not be protecting us that's the lesson we're getting out of this yes and um the democrats and the democratic party and all those folks who for so many years turned their back uh on these huge uh warning signals uh that you and several other people were giving out in terms of uh where we're going in terms of uh voter suppression this is uh this is an unbelievable wake up signal and we are going to see i think greg for those who love the vote and are willing to fight for it, we're going to see something else happening here that's going to harken back uh, to the 50s and the 60s. And that's, we're going to see another version of the freedom riders. Because if people don't 
start to get out into the street and don't start to really put a fire on uh, under the Democrats. Um, we're going to see some very hard years and a lot of people are going to be elected. A lot of people are going to be elected who have stolen the vote, who don't belong where they are. And we're going to see some terrible stuff. This is quite frightening. Well, I think that the one thing, like you say, it's a wake-up call. And yes, we are going to have the return of groups like the Freedom Riders. In fact, we really did back in Georgia in the January runoff, where if you were down in Georgia, you would literally see buses like the Freedom Rider buses going down the street and stopping people. Are you registered? you want to check your registration? Have you mailed in your ballot? Do you need a ballot? So what's happening is, is that the grassroots push to protect your own registration, to check your registration, to get your ballots, to get your ballots mailed. And even when the GOP was madly rejecting ballots, they were stunned and shocked. And the GOP Secretary of State was horrified to find literally tens of thousands of Democrats marching into registrar's office saying, my ballot was rejected, I'm here to what they call cure my ballot, I want my ballot counted, and they had to count the ballots when the voters then showed up. They never expected that. They were shocked and surprised at what people will do to protect their vote, to get it counted. It was it was so inspiring and amazing and just frustrated the vote thieves. They could not, they simply couldn't believe it. And when they had the eight-hour lines... And, you know, and then you had that illegal band of pizza bandits, the Papa John's handing out pizzas and water, <laughs> which is felony crime, felony crime, felony crime in Georgia. You know, people, I didn't see anyone, not one person leave those lines. It was stunning. So what's happening is the more you tell people we're stealing your vote, the more people realize, hey, you're stealing it. It must be worth an awful lot. And it is. And it is. Well... Uh, Greg Palast, gregpalast.com, always on this story. Uh, we appreciate uh, the endless uh, energy and good information that you share with the uh, flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. And you know, Greg, we're going to keep doing this. Uh, the The battle is clearly, the lines are drawn here. And I, I, I don't want to seem like alarmist, but with today's Supreme Court decision... Um, and the, it's only the beginning of what that court is capable of doing. Uh, the vote, the vote for the people is in grave jeopardy. So please stay safe. And, uh, we know we're going to be talking to you soon. Greg Palace, thank you. Indeed. Thank you, Dennis. Bye.